So what's in the news, Robin? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, I mean, that must be you, Dan, because I, I don't want to be Robin. I never watched that show. Sorry, can't help you. Yeah, because I didn't. One of my favorite radio shows to watch. <laughs> watch, yeah. That, there you go. That sums it up right there. <laughs> I never drove over to the studios and watched that show. So how excited are you on a scale of one to, let's say, really excited about photos for Mac? (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, very super excited, uh, which I think is like a like a nine. Yeah, I would I would also say on a scale of one to ten, I'm very excited about it. I mean, (laughs) are you guys still current? Are you iPhoto users, Aperture users? What? iPhoto. I too am using iPhoto, but I I don't like using it. Um, I uh, I the biggest issue, and Dan, you might have heard me talk about this on another podcast at one point. But awesome. the biggest issue I have with iPhoto is besides the fact that it's really slow and then it makes my fans go really loud when I use it on a laptop. Um, you know, my wife takes pictures with her iPhone, and I take pictures with my iPhone, and I don't understand what the hell is supposed to happen with Photo Stream and iCloud photo something and i just have no idea what's happening and where the photos are supposed to be and well, so basically, have something new not to understand yeah so my hope is that photos will fix some of these things like i just want like a big family sharing folder where i can see all the photos from my family and it works without my having to do anything um so i, I have high hopes for photos mostly because iPhoto just makes me grumpy every time i launch it so i mostly only launch it to import and then i leave and do nothing yeah, that's I, I don't even so I don't even do imports anymore because I the only things I ever take pictures with are my iPhone and my iPad and all that stuff does seem I check every once in a while to make sure that it gets like photo streamed back to the iPhoto on my Mac mini and it seems to work. Um, so there's that, <laughs> but it, it, I don't plug anything in to import pictures anymore. And so when I do occasionally plug my phone into my computer, it's iPhoto launches and is all sort of like. Hey, 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 you want me to import these photos? <laughs> I can totally do that for you. That's what I'm great at. I'm like, go away, go away. And there's like, there are no pictures on my iMac or, or my MacBook Air except for what it's pulled down from PhotoStream. So it's completely redundant uh, with all the stuff on the Mac Mini. So I, and, and, and like you said, Lex, I think elsewhere, it's, it's just inscrutable sometimes how PhotoStream works. Have you guys used photos? Or if so, are you allowed to talk about it? I, I have not used it. I have any, I have not either. Oh, we are three experts so there. then. Yeah. <laughs> we should definitely keep talking about this. <laughs> Let's do a deep dive on photos. I've read people's hands on with it a little bit. Yeah, That's sure. Here. <laughs> oh, good. All right, great. We talk about well, so I think it seems to fix the major problem, which, which we all experience with iPhoto, which is performance. Um, yes, iPhoto. I believe iPhoto was the software that originated the Steve Jobs quote: "Scrolls like butter." Um, <laughs> I think that originally came from iPhoto, which is now it now scrolls like butter that has been frozen like, in the freezer yeah. for three or four weeks. It's like walking through butter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think we're all excited to the idea that it's you know something that is uh, uh, a lot more responsive, but at the same time, I think the 
I don't know. I, I like the Photos app on in the iOS 7, iOS 8 era Photos app on iOS. I, I really kind of dig it. I think it's organized very intelligently. I think it works pretty well for the most part. I haven't had a lot of problems with it. Um, and it's it's a great improvement. And, and iPhoto has looked pretty long in the tooth, even with its yeah. you know recent upgrades. And by recent, I mean the last, what, two or three years? Um, they keep trying to bring it up to look like, you know, a modern app, but it, it never really succeeded. Uh, and you know, now that, now that iLife is basically seems pretty dead as a, <laughs> as a concept, it's nice that they're sort of going through and, and revamping these. My biggest problem with photos in general is simply the fact that I, it, it's not going to be fixed by an application because I don't want to go back. I never want to take the time to go back and delete ones that are bad. Yeah. Well, why, why would you really? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's way too time consuming given the number of photos that I take now. Do you, right. Did you throw out when you used to take actual photographs? Did you go back and throw out the ones that were were crappy? I would throw out some, yeah. I mean, but but you know, then you just you just buy more boxes, <laughs> put right. them in boxes, exactly. And, exactly. Now, and I have boxes and boxes of photos, and many of them are bad, but they're in the basement. That's what basements are for. Do you ever look at your? old i mean like so that's the problem is like i have all these old eye photos and it's like great i'm glad i have all those but the amount of times i actually go through and like look for something well the minuscule (laughs) minuscule the terrible thing is when when someone dies you go back because i had a friend pass away earlier this you know early in the year and you know i was glad i had all those pictures i mean i was able to get a bunch of pictures together for his memorial service and stuff like that and so uh you know that's a, that's a terrible instance of having to go back but, and look at your photos. But a but, great startup opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, but I have. I mean, in in some circumstances, I've just gone back and go. You know, I'm like, eh, I remember when you know we did that, and we go back and find it. And then, and and I have done a little of just like going through and finding like really like quintessential pictures and scanning them in, so that I have like some sort of digital copy and don't have to go through that process. I. So of the many, I, I think there are many, many things I hate about iPhoto. I also just hate the way the app itself works. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're inside, you're looking at photos and like you, I, what I want to do is, uh, you know, be able to really quickly go through photos and find specific photos. And then any, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I actually want to do something with one of those photos, I just drag it to the desktop and get a copy of it there and yeah. then I do whatever I want with it. Yeah. Um, but just the navigation within it is so weird the way it's like you're looking at one photo at a time and then you want to go back to the, the list, the grid of all the other photos. And it's, it's just so weird. It's so, you know, you know what I think would be, I mean, I wonder if they could do this, you know, the same way that they do faces, um, which works. Okay. You know, I mean, you get a really comical result result quite frequently, but it does, I think it does a fairly good job of like going back and actually pulling together, um, people appropriately. But it would be great if they could just do that same kind of thing, that sort of image recognition stuff, and say, uh, pull up this list that says, we think, you know, these look like they're crappy photos. Do you want to get rid of them? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's like, it's blurry. It or... just shows you all of your photos, John. <laughs> Sorry. All your photos suck. <laughs> when Apple first unveiled, uh, like, burst mode, I think starting with the 5S, maybe, oh, or maybe yeah. it's iOS something. I don't know. But when they first unveiled it, there's the thing where it can, I, I forget, they call it favorites or something else, but you can, it's it's supposedly algorithmically going to show you when you take a bunch of burst photos in the iPhone, it's going to show you here's the one or the ones that we think are the best. In my experience, I only ever have it, like when you hit that favorites button, uh, 
it just shows one photo. It doesn't say here are all the ones that we think are the best. So I don't know exactly how well it works, but it does seem to do a good job. If I do burst mode, like of my kids and 40% of them are blurry and then 60% aren't blurry, it's usually yeah. the reverse. It'll highlight <laughs> one of them that's not blurry. And if there's one where everybody's smiling, it's, it does a decent job of figuring that out. I would love if it could just put that technology into Right. photos right. so that i could just say you know not here are the shitty photos but here's the ones that you're gonna like the best right yeah that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense and it seems like that already exists algorithmically yeah. so why not so how many uh how many pictures have you taken of your dog <laughs> the dog has not come home yet he's coming home on sunday oh okay yes okay the what i will say when i took pictures of him at the uh, foster mom's home uh it was all about the burst mode and that was the only way i got a good photo <laughs> And it was able to show me, here's the one where Cody's not a giant blur. I don't know how it knew his name, but still. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I do like the burst mode thing. I haven't used it as much, but I am, and maybe this is old news, but I am really impressed with the uh, the camera on the iPhone 6. It is just, it is phenomenal. Oh, like, look at this guy with an iPhone 6. <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy with an old iPhone. Yeah, He's right. Number Classic. iPhone classic. Vintage yeah. iPhone. <laughs> Well, I took some pictures of a, uh, I was in D.C. over the weekend, and I took some pictures of a sunset, and I'm like, wow, these look really good. Like, I don't think I could get a shot this good on my DSLR, and I would have to be, like, lugging my DSLR around, which is not going to happen. So I was just very impressed with the uh, the the abilities of it. I will you. say, I use burst mode a lot, um, but at least half the time, and probably more, I use burst mode unintentionally. <laughs> Yeah, but it, there's really no, I mean, unless you're really concerned about storage space, there's generally no downside right. to it, which exactly. is great. But I I have, I have usually use the volume button to take a picture mm-hmm. as opposed to the on-screen shutter button. Um, and my wife doesn't, and it kills me. But I can push down my volume button with less pressure than I realize I think is the problem. So, like, I'm, I'm hovering. I, I think I'm doing the thing where with old-school cameras, you remember those, you held it down halfway to focus and right. then all the way. Right. I think oh, yeah. I must be doing something like that just from muscle memory and taking thousands of oh, extra those. photos. Yeah, I think it's it's actually a little times. harder to do that on the... Yeah. Uh, it's a little harder to do that on the iPhone 6 because of where the power with the sleep weight Yeah, I know. Is, That's kind like, of annoying. Uh, Weird Look choice. at these guys uh, with iPhone 6s. <laughs> and, and, not enjoying them, and not enjoying them as much as the, <laughs> as the iPhone 5 Well, actually, on that topic, do you think that whenever new iPhones come out, you know, in the second half of this year, will there be a new phone in the 5S size? Well, or do you think that size is We not? did talk I about that. I think, I yeah, mean, we talked about this, and, and I certainly hope so. It seems like a good opportunity. So here's the thing. We're on the talk year, if you want to call that, from the TikTok thing, right? We're on the 6S, presumably. So here's the question. Is there a 6S, a 6S Plus, and a 6C? Like, is this a whole new... Like, in some ways, that's more phones than were announced. That's, in fact, in some ways, in many ways, in all ways, that's more phones (laughs) than were announced last year, right? I would say 6 Plus S, by the way. 6 Plus S. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, huh. But if you use 6 plus S, that just gives you 6S again if you add 6 to S. Right. It's true. I, I think a 6C is an interesting idea. Um, a lot of, I think, wasn't Gruber saying something the other day about like keeping the 5C around next year or something like that? It was, or maybe a 5C class device. I don't remember. But uh, it seems like a, a, you can't keep the 5C around. Like yeah, at that yeah. point, it's too outdated. Um, these, the 5S, the guts, you can't keep the guts around. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, this is the year where everything gets bumped up to like six level, 
But the question then becomes, how many new phones? Do you upgrade only some of them? you upgrade all of them? Do you just turn the 6 and the 6 Plus into now the lower-priced phones and, like, do away with it? Does the 5C become, like, a weird one-off aberration that we never see again? For some reason, it feels weird to me to make a 6 internals five shaped device mm. that's in the 5c style case like i feel like that's just too there'd be like uh that'd be a frankenstein phone and well, it wouldn't work the indications from those <laughs> yeah i mean how do you cram that in there ah. <laughs> i just feel like it would be confusing i think it's i think that it would be the first time that apple could release a phone and people are like wait which one does which like yeah, the, so far it's not so many products on the line that you can't tell them apart but right. i don't even know how to name these things the indication though is that you know from from tim cook's comments seem to be if you read between the lines, that the 5C didn't do very well. Um, and so the question for me is, is that just going to be chalked up to a, well, we tried this you know, dual phone approach and it didn't really work. And instead, we basically went to a dual phone approach where instead of having sort of a mid-tier phone and a lower-tier phone, we went to like a mid-tier phone and a high-tier phone with the 6, if you consider the 6 Plus a high-tier phone, um, expanding upwards instead of downwards. And them just go back to sort of like discounting the last last year's phones. Um, but at that point, even if you just introduce new versions of like, you know, if you have a 6S and a 6S Plus or 6 Plus S, whatever you want to call it, you have like four different phones, right? And that's before yeah. even going to the, the five models. But I, I feel yeah. like, do you think the five, I mean. He did not say they didn't, it didn't do well. He said that it didn't do as well as well as they hoped. And I think what they, I think maybe what they, what they thought, though, was that, you know, okay, we're going to do kind of an iMac, you know, original iMac on this thing. And the co- the colors will be enough for certain people to get really jazzed about buying the phone. And it turned out that that didn't really happen. Right. Well, it, it turned out to be an upsell thing, right? Like, But it's situation. still, but yeah, yeah. And it turned out to be more of an upsell thing. But it's still, I mean, it's also, che- it's cheaper to make. And so, I mean, I think f- from their bottom line, it's still a not not a bad phone to have around right and i mean if they made more powerful phones in with that body i think they would sell <laughs> um like i like the idea of because it's almost like and it's not exactly like, but it's almost like the phone has its own sort of built-in case right it feels right. less fragile right. than the other ones and that's great for my wife who loves her blue 5c uh and who is very violent with phones um <laughs> Like every once in a while, I have to push really hard and snap the phone's case back fully around the phone again. But it works and it stays and it doesn't have any dents. Um, so I'm just saying. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I like. I mean, I think I said this before, but I would can certainly consider if if the if they had updated if they update the guts to six level and it still has the four inch screen, I would consider getting a plastic phone. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not even sure who I am anymore. If they don't come out with a, a four-inch size screen phone this time around, I'll probably upgrade anyway, but I'm not going to like it. I don't want to upgrade <laughs> I'll probably phone. I'll probably go Android. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The 6, you know, as, as, great, as much as I like it, I agree that it definitely still feels unwieldy to me at times, even after yeah. six months or so. Um, there's things that just were not... They were not things I ever thought about using the five model phones where it's like, you know, reading it in bed or something or just like trying to hold it in a particular way that I'm not that's comfortable. And uh, it turns out that there are little things that are annoying about it. It's still great. I still really like it. 
Um, but it's it has definitely forced me to adjust my phone habits substantially. And there are there are places where I think it could be better. And I see people. I saw a couple people in the wild this week with six pluses, and I was just every time I'm like, is that a joke phone? <laughs> what, what, is, what is happening? Are you uh, are you still Apple paying a lot? Yeah, I use it still at the grocery store. I'd like to use it in more places, but I feel like I can't always tell. And I'm, I've got that, like, the nerd concern over, like, oh, I'm going to yeah, try to right. use this somewhere and it's not going to work. And they're going to give me this, just like, look like, what the hell are you doing? And everyone's going to point and laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so have I, that. I have that dream, too. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Walter? Are you, are, are you uh, Apple Pay all I, the time? No, because I, the only place that I that I like I said, I don't I don't go out much. I, um, <laughs> I'm mostly here, and the the place. I mean, I take my son every every week. He gets to go to McDonald's after he goes to karate practice, and so I was playing paying at McDonald's. But the thing it's like at the drive through is that they have to pull the, you know, they have to take the the receiver thing and hold it out the window for you to tap your phone to it. And at that point, it's just like it's it's easier for me. It's harder for them, and they already work at McDonald's, so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna make it any harder for them. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. So I didn't, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm nerd man, and I must use my nerd tool. Ah, nerd man, the least yes. appreciated of the superheroes. <laughs> That's not what I call my nerd tool. <laughs> but but, but nonetheless, know. that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah i think that would be my big fear too though is i you never want to take it out and have it not work because then you're a jerk and you never want to take it out if they if it you're not 100 percent positive that it's at least meant to work so yeah. i would be i would have a lot of angst but it's it. i mean it's getting advertised a lot too i mean i think it's it's going to get to the point where it's just like it's just easier to figure out i mean you'll see more more people will start using it you'll understand where it's where it can be used and that um that friction will lessen now tim cook says that one of the reasons he was gung-ho on apple pay was because his id had been stolen three times or something well i wonder about that too because you know i feel like (laughs) the amount that we all complain about it at least we're not individually targeted and i feel like maybe tim cook is the kind of guy who occasionally gets that where it's like oh man i wonder if i could steal tim cook's credit card (laughs) you know what i love is the people who there's different companies that do like ID protection and they're like, our ID protection is so good. I'll give out my social security oh, yeah. number to show that my ID can never be stolen. And the guy's ID has been stolen like 20 times. I just, <laughs> I love that. At that point you just come up with, you, someone needs to start up a burner, but for social security numbers, ah, you ever need a fake social security number? Yeah. This, this Apple just generate one for you. That was yeah. my, that was, you know, back when uh, the country was in the shambles and, um, you know, we were wondering if we were going to make it. Um, that was my my idea for making money for making uh, money f- for the government to make money was to have uh, vanity social security numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have you. I know my social security number, and I know my wife's social security number, but I don't know any of my kids. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh yeah, I only know mine. Sorry, you keep it in your you keep and, them all in your phone though, right? And I know Lexus. In their contact, in their contact information. No, my wife. I shouldn't say this, but who cares? Uh, my wife. <laughs> You're going to tell her us phone, her social security number? Yeah, my yeah, wife, right. whose social security number is one two six. No, she keeps in her phone uh, a contact whose phone numbers are actually her bank account numbers, so that when she's going to make a deposit, <laughs> she can do it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what the name is, except to say that it's <laughs> banks. <laughs> that's amazing you you gotta bleep out the first name though that's the policy fair enough (laughs) so funny but she 
<laughs> then it will sound like you're swearing. Yeah. Her name is Motherfucker Banks. I'm not bleeping that out. Uh, yeah, so uh, Tim Cook also said, apparently, during so he did this thing where he talks at, like, Goldman Sachs. Uh, and he also, oh, yeah. he also he talked a bit about the Apple Watch. Um, and he how, keeps showing off that he has one already. Yes, what a, look at that what a guy. jerk. Yeah, really. I am. <laughs> look at that guy. That's look right. That guy. Look at that guy, Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think he's talking about some of the stuff they talked about was like that the apps are going to be a really big part of what you can do with the Apple Watch in terms of like what the the breadth of available functionality on it will be one of the convincing factors to get people to buy it. And we've we've hit the point where we started to see like prototype apps like people yep. are showing off things like i saw one the other day there's the tesla one that some guys built that lets you control all your tesla functions it's really hard to steer <laughs> it's a great it's a great investment if you've already spent the fifty thousand dollars on your new car what's another 349 dollars on a watch to control it with really that's that's sure. your target market when i've seen some of the prototypes i start I get nervous. I'm like, oh no, what if this is technology that I don't understand? Like, am I going to know when I have to tap and hold? Lexus too old. Finally. tap or regular tap. Like, I'm worried about if I'm going to actually understand how to control this thing or if I'm going to feel like, yeah. I think I'll be fine. But when I see some of the, it might be third-party developers who don't have a watch in hand. Like, I think that makes it a lot harder to develop for. <laughs> yeah. But some of it just looks like super freaking confused. <laughs> like, yeah. There was, there, there was that moment in video gaming where they, it went from like just that first-person shooter thing where you're you're using WASD keys moving around in a straight line. And then the, then it got to the point where like, okay, now you can jump. Now you can now you can dodge left, dodge right, all that stuff. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> I cannot figure out any of these ridiculous key combinations. So I am not playing these games. I'm worried that the watch is that moment for me. So this is the part where we turn into our parents who don't understand yes. how to use like, <laughs> right. smartphones. Here's a real question, a real Steve Jobs, if he weren't dead question. Do you think, and I honestly, I don't have an opinion here. I, well, I, guess I could argue both sides. If Steve Jobs were still alive and at the helm, would the Apple Watch launch with the third-party developer support that it's launching with? Like, did they learn a lesson from the iPhone? And like, we wow, it's it's huge because of this third-party app support in large part. Um, so let's do it right away. Or um, would he have said, you know, we have to first establish what it is with standalone, and then only a year no, or so I, later can we support apps? I would say it launches with apps. I agree. I think, I think, I mean, and keep in mind, the apps that it's launching with now are not full-blown apps. They are kind of little mini companion apps and stuff like that. Right. And and at some point, apparently, you will be able, to, I think, to write full, full-blown full yeah. apps for it. Um, but they're already staggering it, and I think that is their response. And I think likely that would have been the Steve Jobs response is, you know, let's, let's allow a certain subset of functionality. In the same way that with, like, multitasking in iOS 4, we allowed you to do certain things in the background, but not all the things in the background. Um, just to control for things like battery life, which sounds like it's going to be a concern on this, uh, and runaway processes and that kind of stuff. So it, it seems like they're keeping it very, um, very tightly controlled. And I think yeah. that's good. And I think it's also, I can't imagine a lot of apps, and maybe this is just a failing of my imagination, but I can't imagine a lot of apps that need a full-blown app on the watch, especially when the watch generally mostly needs the phone around. Yeah. I think that ship of like of not I mean, they, I don't think they reasonably could have shipped it without allowing apps. I mean, because I mean, not that these things are doing well, but you know, Android watches all allow 
apps to be developed for them. So I don't think there's... Yeah, those, those are a great those are a great prototype. So, you know, let's use those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's base our decisions on that. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just think that that, that mentality of saying we're going to ship this device and not well, and not allow third party apps on it is is kind of dead at this point this links into a and, question and it happened it happened i think it happened with the iphone just because it was a really new new kind of device and in this instance it's really it's not that it's not as new as the iphone was well so here's a related question which is not about the watch but i i i really wonder about it have you guys i, I have you guys ended up using a lot of apps either on ios or the mac with extensions in them uh, on iOS, yes. Um, on the Mac, I never access extensions, so I have no idea what's there. But on iOS, I use the Instapaper extension, and um, so on rare occasion, the uh, 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 workflow extensions. Okay, John. Yeah, similar. Okay. Um, probably, I think even the same ones. I think I use one <laughs> password extension, uh, and then occasionally I try. I installed the Bing, the Bing Translate one just because I needed it one day. And I used the transmit one on very limited occasions as well. But it was it's funny to me because this is the same sort of thing where it's like, oh, finally, developers will be able right. to do all these amazing things. It's like uh, six months later, there, there's virtually nothing. <laughs> if you look at the Mac list of extensions, like I went into my extensions, you know, uh, control or system preferences in on my Mac. And I was looking, I'm like, this is pretty fucking empty. <laughs> like there's not much there. And I'm kind of surprised by that in some ways because everybody was talking about, including me, I was like really excited. It seemed like a really cool idea. So either it's not as useful as we first thought or developers or it's harder to develop than we first thought. I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm very curious about the fact that this seemed to be a really big deal. And yet I haven't seen that much movement in that space, I feel like. Uh, I mean, I don't think it helps that... um you know, the other big thing that happened at the same time was the Today widgets yeah. or the not- those things. And uh, I don't think it helps that people are having trouble sometimes getting their things approved or they get approved yeah. and they get rejected yeah. after the fact. And so uh, it might scare off more creative things. I will say the other cool extension that I have not used but that I love, the concept of, is the uh, the panic, the transmit one yeah. where you can yeah. effectively, you know, FTP at on demand from anywhere. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, I use that one. Um, I think it would be more useful if I ended up using, uh, if I was really working from my iPad a lot, I feel like I would fall back to that a lot. But oftentimes when I need to FTP something, I I fall back to using, you know, uh, my Mac. So it doesn't come up as much as I thought it would. But if I were, you know, using traveling or something and using only my iPad, I feel like I would rely on that a lot heavier. Uh, And workflow, which seems awesome. I just haven't got around to doing it because the investment of like creating something or figuring out and identifying like the automation points that I actually need is just, uh, it's just not worth my time at this point. <laughs> and there was one part of workflow that was sad because the truth is now you don't need to figure anything out because everybody's already figured out all the workflows yeah. and so they're just there. <laughs> but it partially it was a bummer because it's like, oh, I, I thought want to play around with this. All out, but yeah. now it's all there. And it's like, I can't not use the ones that are already available. I'm not, I, I don't have that level of self-discipline uh yeah so no extensions and no uh, no apple watches we don't really need any of these things apparently 
I have no idea what I'm going to use the Apple Watch for. I desperately need my Apple Watch. But yeah, I desperately, exactly. desperately need, need an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing on my wrist. I tried to explain it to my dad the other day. That was a fun exercise in, in realizing, like, it does all this stuff. I don't really know what it does. <laughs> but, it, it, but, but stuff it does, like a lot of it. There's, there's, there's just, it's health-related. Like, uh, Jason and I have been working on a thing over at Six Colors of, like, trying to do, like, a what you need to know about the Apple Watch. Um, and there's a shit ton of information on Apple's site. Like, I think this is the most detailed they've ever been about a product that far ahead of its release. Yeah. Because there is a lot of, like, we keep, like, writing answers to stuff and then realizing, oh, we got to talk about this whole thing. Oh, Siri. Oh, dictation. Oh, you know, like, the health features, the battery, the encapsulated chip, you know, like, they've they've literally detailed so much of it. And that's one of the reasons I think that there's been some argument over whether or not we're going to see an event to launch the Apple Watch. I don't think there's a lot more they need to detail in an event, frankly. Like, I feel like they've gone over a lot of it. Yeah, there are still some lingering questions about things like battery life and and stuff like that. But I, I think that's stuff that gets addressed in a, like, you know, when they are ready to go on sale. They put up their, you know, product page and it's got the specs and everything. And I think that's it. I don't see the they, the... The event last year seemed to so clearly be a quote-unquote launch event for the Apple Watch that I don't think that we see another event when it actually goes on sale or before it goes on sale. But I'm curious if you disagree. I wouldn't be surprised if they do have an event only because there have been so many events where they say, hey, let's recap everything we already told you about iOS 8 or whatever, where they'll, they'll launch a new event by saying, let's tell you a million things you already know, and then here's like one new thing. <laughs> uh, so it wouldn't shock me if they did one of those. Um, and well, I'll, I'll let Moulton give his thought before I ask my related question. I had a thought. I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought maybe you had a thought on that. You don't. Okay. So, I would, no, I would think they're going to do, I would think they're going to do an event. Um, just because I it, will take uh, your money. Both of you. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's do this on air. Cause, um, yeah, that's fine. $10, uh, $10, $10, $10. $10. $10. All right. Pay, buy Apple pay. Bye. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, wait. We wait, wait. We actually want him to pay. So, um, as some other method, money method orders, orders. Apple Pay or Stripe. Um, but I think I think that for Tim Cook, it's kind of a signature moment for him. Right. That's what he said. And right? and that's why. Yeah. So yeah. whatever Lex said, that's Team what I'm um, See, I told you I didn't have a thought. So here is my. <laughs> thing i was thinking about earlier this week because i had a buddy you know uh, a buddy who like me loves gadgets but who is, doesn't follow apple nearly as closely so he the first thing he texted me is like why is apple taking so long to release the watch why is it late it's like it's not late <laughs> god damn it um but he was asking which one am i going to get and i was looking at all the different styles if they do well selling the fancy ones you know the ones that some people are predicting are going to cost multiple tens of thousands of dollars perhaps <laughs> but if they do well selling those ridiculously expensive ones Remembering that nobody thought it could possibly be real when there were rumors of a gold iPhone, and here we are. <laughs> Do you think there's a chance that Apple eventually starts releasing bejeweled iPhones at some point or decked out <laughs> more expensive iPhones if those do well? Like, here's the blingy products for the people who want those. I don't... That's weird. So, I, I you know, know a lot of people who actually opted for the gold iPhone. It's not to my taste, but it's you know not surprising uh, first of all the, how much would that cost but there's no price difference for that yeah like because it's just gold colored how much would Wait, gold... that's not real gold <laughs> uh, why have i melted down so many things <laughs> <laughs> well 
how much gold would there be then? Like, if it was really like all the places that the gold iPhone already has gold, like that's a lot of gold. That's a pretty expensive product. And I feel like there yeah. are so many third party vendors that will do that crazy stuff for you. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll coat your phone in gold, we'll add diamonds to it, uh, you know, we'll, we'll paint unicorns on it, whatever. I feel like the Apple. I don't know. I don't think they want to get involved there. Plus, watches, I think watches, you know, they are jewelry, right? Phones are not currently. Yes, you can accessorize it and you can, you know, tweak your phone out and whatever. But I don't think that we're at the point yet where it's necessarily, like, as as blatant as something that you wear all the time, right? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm definitely not the target audience for that. It's already one of the most specific things that Apple sells. I mean, there's so many different versions of it. Right. That's as opposed point. to any other. I mean, you know, pretty much all the the Mac products. The difference is just the internals and, and actual performance stuff. Whereas the iPhone at least has some some look and feel differences. And this thing is already crazy. Kind of right. <laughs> like, <laughs> how many more SKUs can they handle? It seems though, like the watch is going to be a lot of SKUs, right? Or it's going to be effectively all built to order. Where you're gonna say I want this strap and this watch and I think whatever. This, I think the strap. I thought I heard the straps were yeah, like you get a strap, like you can buy it in certain combinations, but then if you want like a unique strap, you have to buy that separately. There's no reason you couldn't do that. Um, I think that the but you're right that each so there's three trims for better lack of a better word, right? The sport, the normal one, and the edition. Each of those comes in two colors, and each of those comes in two sizes. So you're already talking about what like. 16 i'm sorry i can do the math in my i can do math in my head i can totally do math a lot of different options (laughs) uh i think 12 different SKUs. uh setting aside the watch bands um and so i think that the thing that's confusing about that is um yeah uh, how how are you going to do how are you going to sell those i'm fascinated the one thing can i ask it like there's this weird crazy question i have that i've been looking at all these these watch pages and so what's wacky is if you look at the gold one on certain of the gallery pictures um you know the little digital crown thing yes there's a spot of color in it and on some pages it's different colors and i can't figure out why so like if the, specifically the gold one um so in one place like if you look at the image on like the main watch design page it's black and then if you look at it a little further down there's like one with a navy blue strap and it's navy blue and then there's one at us on one of the other pages i think for the gold watch itself there's one where it's oh, red yeah and i'm and i'm like well what are there different models depending on what straps you buy are there little stickums that you buy <laughs> and stick up to the tickle ground like what the hell is that i don't understand like that's a I, really good question Dan. i'm just yeah, fascinated there's a white one lower down, and I'm There's just like two pictures right above each other of the gold one. One's with a black strap, and one's with a gray strap, and the and the little circle inside is black, and the first one and gray, and the second well, one. Well, so I I'm totally befuddled by this because are they different skews? Are they? I think, yeah, I think that you're yeah, going to there it is with red. I think you're going to order them build to order yeah i think, I think you must exactly be right what you have to do and so you're gonna buy us but like here's the thing like what if you buy a different strap well then your crown won't match oh oh man that is gonna drive some people crazy well you just buy a new apple watch yeah <laughs> i've got my day watch and my night watch do you think there's any chance because the only other difference here is if the bands ship with a crown and there's some way to pop the crown off but and put that makes on. no sense like i, I just seem so crazy. if you're selling a luxury item it doesn't have a diy component 
It's not a screen, is it? Oh my god, that would be crazy. I mean, what if it like you know if like it's customized like a, like there's a system setting to change the color of the crown? Oh, that's amazing. I really want it now. Now I'm spending five thousand dollars. That's weird. You've sold me. Yeah, that I, it's really super weird. weird. I didn't it, notice it took that. me a while flipping through it to find that. Yeah, and and I really don't know, but I think Lex is right or, on. I think or it's or be all a these images, thing. or all these images are going to get updated hastily at the end of March. Right, yeah, or it's total <laughs> bullshit. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about that, like, okay, is this just a render and like they're putting in for a while I thought maybe they're just trying to do like a crazy reflection thing, like, ah yeah, the red reflects off the sapphire crystal in there, but like there's too no. many shots of it straight on where it's literally a different color. I it just it blows my mind. So I think maybe they just expect that if you're yeah. buying that high end one that you are buying like a set thing that you're not going to swap the straps in and out of. It's only on the edition, right? Yeah, it's, it's clearly everything else is just the same color at like the aluminum ones and the stainless steel ones are the same color, I think, as the case. Well, the aluminum ones are. I guess the stainless steel ones might be black. Yeah, it looks like the stainless steel ones are black. So have you guys picked? Yeah. Have you picked a model? Have you picked a model yet? I need to look at the full pricing. I just, yeah, I think the yeah, aluminum yeah. one probably just if because it's going to be. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think I can afford it, <laughs> particularly for this version. Um, but so between the Apple Watch and Apple Watch Sport, I have a hard time understanding what the difference is. Like I have to look really, really closely to figure out. Well, they're just different. They're different colors and they're different materials. That's pretty much all it is. Aluminum versus stainless steel is the real big difference. And the glass. The glass is like so. The 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 Sport is like I think Gorilla Glass, and the the normal one is I think Sapphire. So. Can you mix and match between watch style and band style? Or yeah, does each watch head have its own bands and that's it? Uh, well, so that's the thing. Is if, as long as they're selling bands separately, and why wouldn't they, right? Like, why right. would you not sell the Because they're going to make so much money from people mixing and matching. Right. I, I got to think, because they all use the same standard locking mechanism. It would be totally ridiculous if they were like, oh, you only get... Yeah, you walk in like... <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'll need to see your watch before you'll be allowed to purchase this band. I need to verify that you are eligible. I want the Milanese loop, and I'm worried it's going to be a million dollars. It's going to be super expensive. I think I'm looking at the standard uh, like black leather one or the sport band. Frankly. Sorry, sorry. You're, not, you're, not, you're not Milanese loop people. I'm not. You're right. But I want it. Well, maybe, maybe if you're really good for your birthday. Do you guys think you'll have multiple straps, or you think you're like no. one strap? <laughs> I, I don't have multiple watches. I don't think I need multiple straps. Single single strap approach. Yeah, single strap approach. Single strap theory. I'm a one strap pony. I like the look of the stain the link bracelet one, but again, I'm afraid that my biggest problem with those is that they always catch on my arm hair and <laughs> it really hurts. That is a big fear. <laughs> like, I want to know how much how much arm hair testing can I do in the? Uh, yeah, in the that's Apple store. that's great. If they have that in the like, you know how they show the labs, like where they do the, <laughs> the sound checking. They just have one guy <laughs> and they just keep putting the bracelet on it and like ripping it off. How much we get that time, George? <laughs> oh, God. Now, if you have to, if you decide to order it online because you want to get it first and not have to brave the lines of the store. Have you given thought to are you getting the smaller size watch or the bigger size watch? That is because a big question. That's for my me. number one conflict right now. Everything else I'm going to determine based on the cost, I think. Like, if, if the Milanese is a million dollars, forget it. I'm definitely getting the smaller one. Definitely the smaller. Tell me why. Because, uh, because my, I, don't, I don't have big wrists. <laughs> How about that? That's a good I, reason. Was, I wore, yeah. I think, the full-size one when I, was, when I was at the event last year, and it didn't seem outrageously large. 
Um, and I have a picture of it somewhere where it's next to like the the rep who is wearing the smaller one. Um, and it's not a huge difference. Um, but at the same time, I kind of want like it's not like the phone thing where it's like, oh, this is outrageously big. I would never want an iPhone 6 Plus. I feel like it might be more useful. Like I'm more worried about the size of my fingers on the screen than I am about the size of the screen on my wrist. <laughs> This crown thing is driving me crazy now. I just, I just feel. <laughs> I'm just staring at these pictures, like, what the hell is going on there? Because the aluminum one, the aluminum one is just like straight. There's no like delineation. Those the little, the little like grippy things are just lines on the crown, yeah. and and it's all one piece of metal. There's no <laughs> difference at all. I like that I've started a whole Zapruder thing. For I know this. you really have. You're trying. You're just God. The, um, I don't know. The thing that has me worried, going back to the size of the watch face for a minute, is I've never been like, gosh, I wish I had gone with a smaller screen size. Like, that's never happened yeah, to me. Yeah, so that's Well, it's I'm happened to about. me. <laughs> with your iPhone. Yeah, with my yeah. iPhone. But I, I've always had, I've always gotten like, I mean, I don't get tiny, I don't, I don't get like lady size watches, but I've always like gotten the sort of medium, the size watch I never, i've literally never thought about this before because i mean it's been years since i bought a watch and i just bought like i'm buying like a timex it's like i i bought like the normal timex i thought so i have no idea and that's the thing is if it is online pre-order it's like i'm gonna have to take a crapshoot on this and i'm and like which way am i gonna re- am i gonna regret getting one that was too big or am i gonna re- regret getting one that's too small do you think they weigh different amounts they must they're different masses right they have to oh unless God. they intentionally make one more heavy um, but uh, the, these things are already big enough, I think. I mean, I just think like digital, or the digital, it's not. <laughs> Smart watches are already kind of clunky at this phase. Yeah. So I don't, I want it to be as light as possible. Okay. So wh- how long before people are offering 3D printed Apple watches that you can download <laughs> and print out and try on and see how it, how it flicks? I mean, like, right. or paper craft ones. Like, I think that's, if that's not already a thing, Someone's going to put one out in the next couple of weeks where it's like, decide which size Apple watch you want by building out like building a paper craft model. <laughs> didn't some wasn't there a picture of someone like didn't Marco or someone like draw one on his wrist? There was a picture a couple of weeks ago of someone <laughs> trying to test their like watch thing and like they're like hmm. drawing one on their wrist. They're very thick. They are. They're not as thick as they I think because all the uh, photography is in close up. I think they yeah. look a lot thicker than I recall them actually being. Um, they're not thin by any means, but compared to a lot of the watches, like genuine, like those big, like you know, aviator style watches and stuff that I see people wear, they're not that big. Like it's pretty. Yeah, well, that's why I don't. I don't. I don't really like that. <laughs> but right, I'm just anyway. saying. Like compare, they're not. They look. I think the photography makes them look hilariously large in a way that they aren't in person. The only thing that could sway me is um, is if there's a substantial difference in battery life oh yeah. interesting good point you know if the larger one has subst- like significantly longer battery life then i might change my mind that's that's a really good point i think that would actually be a, a really good distinction to make if it comes out in april yeah w- well for, <laughs> well so first if i was gonna say if it comes out in april when do like uh pogue and snell and mossberg get their apple watches do they get them in march <laughs> Because I don't want them to have only a couple days with it. I don't want them to have like a month with it. I doubt they'll have that much. I mean, a week maybe, or maybe I mean maybe Mossberg and Pogue. Couple, maybe a couple of weeks might have a couple um, weeks, but but so so you're thinking though that they're going to charge differently for the smaller versus the larger? 
I don't I know was if thinking that's that true. they were going to treat it just as uh, style. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but yeah, because I don't think if I think if they're going to charge the same, that they're going to at least claim that the battery life is the same, and that it'll be within an hour of each other. Is my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seems plausible. And I'm an expert. <laughs> you can trust me. I want a lot of tech podcasts. <laughs> You'll get a solid so. three hours of battery life. <laughs> All right, guys. Easy, easy solution. Get the big one for one wrist. Get the small one for the other wrist. You're basically done. <laughs> Oh, a day a day watch and a night watch. Yeah, sure. double double watching it. Yeah, what I can't wait for is like Mophie will have a pack you put in your pocket, and a cable connects from the watch on your wrist down into your pocket, and it just keeps it charged all time. It's going to be really hard because the MagSafe connecting is on the back of the watch. You yeah. have to jimmy this thing underneath your watch, and it'll mean that the skin sensors don't work. Actually, seriously, Lex, for that, what it's going to be even better is it's going to run. You're going to wear like a little backpack, and it's going to, the, the wire will run down your sleeve and then unobtrusively under your watch. You'll just be wearing a battery backpack. You are the battery backpack. I can't wait to get that thing with the, the thing with the planets go around. That's just that's like the. I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm not excited about the solar system face, but I just like all the. Uh... All the analog watch-esque faces I I love. just really enjoy how much our yeah. entire podcast over the course of it has devolved into, like, just, into, like, picking like, out, picking out our, like, dream Apple out our watches. Shopping for Apple Watches. <laughs> we should rename the show the Apple Watch Watch. <laughs> That's a new segment on our show. I think it's yes. going to be great that the week where we all get them is just going to be our podcast recording, and we're all going to be, like, clicking Ooh. at our watches. You're going to hear the sound of that digital crown. <laughs> And now, and now we turn to which Apple Watch we're going to get again. Uh, well, listeners, chime in and let us know which Apple Watch you're going to get, or vote for which Apple Watch Lex you get. I do want to mention. Tell us in the chat room when you go to the Apple Watch website. They mention there's a choice of three different leather bands, a link bracelet, a Milanese loop, and a band made from high performance fluoroelastomer plastic. And That's called I know plastic. many of those words. plastic. Right? Yeah, well, it's high performance fluoroelastomer to you, fella. If, as the old line from the graduate says, one word, <laughs> floral <laughs> I have to install software from a disk. How novel. <laughs> Good luck. That's good. All right, so I, yeah, I just opened up the Logic Box, and there are literally eight CDs in here. Oh my god! I, I think it comes with some albums. <laughs> it, maybe it does.